The Film Guide with Chris and Sam, part of the St Albans podcast with Danny Smith. Welcome to the St Albans Film Guide. This is me, producer Sam, and here with me today, local film fan, Christopher Aikman. Hello, Chris. Hello, Sam. It is I, local film fan. Uh, I, I, I do, as much as I am a local film fan, I also am a uh, tangentially involved, I, I think, in the, in the film industry. Yes, Would you not correct. agree? Yeah. I absolutely. Um I'm going to keep it mysterious beyond that. Uh, I think so. I do have a role to play within the film industry. Um but yes, here we are for the uh, second of the newly revamped film guides. Yeah, that's right. So every second week of the month, every second Friday, you'll hear uh myself, but leading this week is Chris He's picked out all the films. You can blame him for any, you know, terrible it's, movies it's that he It's all my fault if anything is terrible. But, you know, he, so, he, he so is an excellent, you have an excellent uh, sort of uh, feel for picking films, I think. So we'll see how it goes. Yes, just remember any complaints, uh, send them to uh, sam at com. I look forward to those emails. So the first so, part what's, this uh, week, part one, part one is new to cinema. So uh, cinemas are starting to reopen, and uh, we can, you know, if if you feel safe and happy to do so, you can you can go back and visit a cinema. So what is uh, coming out in cinema this this week, Chris? So the big release in the cinema this week is uh, the Father, um, which was a uh, one of the big winners at the Oscars this year. Um, directed by Florian Zeller and based off of his play. Uh, it's an adapta- his own adaptation of his own play. Uh, and it stars Anthony Hopkins, who won the Best Actor. Um, and he stars as Anthony, a, a man um, in uh, sort of suffering from dementia. Uh, and his uh, daughter, uh, Anne, played by Olivia Coleman, is trying to support him. But he's, he's sort of in denial about the whole thing. Um, he's, he's getting more and more forgetful, but he's, he's in denial that anything is really wrong with him. Um, and it's, it's quite interesting because, uh, it's, the film is from his point of view for the entire way through. So, you know, Olivia Coleman is playing Anne, uh, his daughter, but then suddenly another woman turns up in his house that he doesn't recognize. And then another man uh, that he doesn't recognize turns up, but they all claim to know him and his house seems to sort of change and things uh, get lost and move around. And um, yeah, like I say, it, it won Hopkins um, was best actor at the Oscars, uh, it, although he couldn't be there in person to accept it. Um, and also uh, Zella and Christopher Hampton won uh, Best Adapted Screenplay. Uh, so it was one of the big winners. And yes, it's new to the cinema. It's out today, in fact, uh, uh, this Friday. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, get yourselves down to the cinema if you're interested in seeing that. It does sound like a very interesting, you know, we don't see necessarily a, a point of view like this, um, especially... Uh, well, at least not in a big release. Mm. Maybe there's been some other independent movies or documentaries, something like that, but not to this scale that I that I remember. No, and and some people are saying it's you know Anthony Hopkins' best work, um, which is 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 strong praise coming from the man that brought 
you know, Hannibal Lecter to the cinemas. Excellent. Well, let's move on to part two. Okay, here we are at part two, and this is our new to streaming services section. So obviously, a lot of us have relied heavily on streaming services over a course of lockdown to uh, ingest uh, some new releases that may have got, you know, either they were made by the streaming services themselves, or perhaps they were movies that were going to be released in cinema, but then ended up on the streaming services. Um, But yeah, so these are specifically uh, movies that are coming out brand new to either Netflix or uh, Prime Video. Chris, would you like to start with the Netflix releases? So Netflix, there are two. The two um, biggest ones uh, this week are a film called Skater Girl. This is a Netflix original, uh, and it's a uh, coming-of-age sports drama about a teenage girl played by uh, Rachel Sanchita Gupta, uh, who's a, a newcomer. I believe this is her first film role. Who uh, she lives in uh, Rajasthan in India, and she uh, is introduced to skateboarding. And so she yeah, she's in her early teens, and she's she's introduced to skate uh, skateboarding, and along with her friends and and schoolmates. And it's uh, judging from the trailer, I have not watched this yet, but it seems very very feel good, um, very uplifting, and uh, yeah, just sort of. A, a nice family film one one for all the family as you would say okay so is this like you know at school we did like badminton and netball football hockey is this mm. like part of the school curriculum or is this like something that's come up come to them extracurricular so i believe i believe um uh, a woman uh, who is uh, half indian half british comes to their town and is working at the school and uh, introduces them to skateboard so from the from the outside okay. uh, this is not something any of the children have done before okay so. that sounds really fun look forward to watching that uh, i think there's uh, another one coming out on netflix there is indeed uh, so there's also wish dragon uh, so this is uh, Netflix's second major acquisition from Sony Pictures. So as you were saying, a lot of films obviously were were originally slated to be going into the cinemas, but because of the pandemic, uh, they were going on to Netflix. So they've taken this from Sony Pictures Animation. Uh, so the first film that did that was uh, The Mitchells vs. the Machines, which we watched, uh, and uh, I thought was excellent. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting uh, film. Um, the, the premise was, you know, quite quite a bit but you know that you've got this kind of worrying background anxiety that the machines are going to take over at some point right and so this really (laughs) brings that to a very real uh, event within within this family's life and um you know it's it's a sort of family friendly version of terminator i suppose in a way (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) but yeah and it's just yeah fun animation i like the style and yeah, sort of a commentary upon our current sort of social uh, interaction with with machines, phones, computers, etc. We should be clear. So that that was the Mitchells versus Machines we're talking about. Apologies, uh, yes. Wish Dragon uh, is what well, has just come out. Uh, yeah, uh, also from Sony Pictures, uh, and that follows a young boy who gets visited by a wish granting dragon. Um, so, I mean, the trailer suggests that it's sort of got a bit of like Aladdin kind of in there. Because you know, this, this dragon, a bit you know, 
comes out and and yeah he, he grants wishes um but it's a similar sort of animation style to the Mitchells and the machine versus machines uh which like i said we would thoroughly recommend but yeah again so so two sort of quite family friendly uh releases um this week although i you know half term was last week yeah that's right is it but in some places will half term be obviously there could be parents out there who um, know the answer to this well, I don't think so because uh, today's Friday, so we'll be going into another week that will be school. So, but has has it been this week as well for some schools? Uh, or were they all? I depends on the county, but if it was half term in Hertfordshire the week before, then probably not. Chris at stalbanspodcast dot com. Uh, if you'd like to tell me <laughs> the answer to that, um, yeah, just yes. send him the school holiday list if you could. Um, yeah, so that's those are the two uh, big ones on Netflix um, this week. Uh, but on Amazon uh, Prime Video, uh, there is so there wasn't anything new like a Prime um, release, uh, but there was a film that we saw and enjoyed. A strong word, um, <laughs> yeah, but appreciated artistically. Appre- yes, yes, appreciated. Um, and it's called Saint Maud, and it. Uh, it did have, I believe, it had a very limited cinema release. Um, it's a, it's a low budget British movie uh, directed by Rose Glass. It's her first. Uh, it's a directorial debut, I believe. She wrote and directed it, and it stars Morfid Clark as Maud, who's a um, a young uh, living nurse, or like yeah, living nurse, mm. uh, and she sort she care caregiving. Exactly, she helps yeah. with food and and uh, washing and help, help you know, giving medicines uh, to a um, a former dancer played by. Now I'm gonna. I, I've never had to say her name out loud, but it's Jennifer L. I'm gonna go with E H L E. You will have recognised her from uh, lots of things, um, but she's uh, she's an American um, dancer. Of, of some note, uh, who is terminally ill with cancer, and so Maud is is hired to 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 look after her. Uh, Maud also is is very religious. She's sort of recently come to um, uh, embrace Christianity uh, quite wholeheartedly, uh, and there's sort of hints at uh, a darker sort of event that's happened in her in the recent past within her sort of nursing. And it's I think it was advertised. <laughs> The, the trailer sort of gives off a horror movie vibe, which mm. judge I, I like to look at uh, some reviews of uh, movies that I've really enjoyed to see what people don't like about them. And one of the problems that people had was it wasn't as much of a horror movie as I think people were expecting based on the trailer and some of the advertising. And it's, cause it's sort of more of a psychological horror, I'd say as um, Maud starts experience having sort of more religious experiences that sort of turn quite dark. And you know, is is she having these religious experiences, or is she just gradually losing grip of reality? And Morphe Clark is excellent as Maud. Uh, you might have seen her in the personal history of David Copperfield, um, and it's just I very I would very much recommend it. It's it's quite a slow burn. I think that's another thing that people didn't did appreciate about it. They thought it was boring, but I go with slow burn. Yeah, sort of, it it builds the characters nicely. It takes its time. 
yeah, it, it, I think, I think, um, a problem with a lot of these, you know, when people hear the genre of horror, they, there's a, you know, over the last 10, 20 years, we've had things like Saw, Final Destination, um, mo- yeah, horror films that are quite fast paced, jump scare, jump scare, jump scare, um, yeah. you know, similar to more, you know, leaning into almost an action movie um, pacing. But actually, some of the most impressive and horrific horror movies are those that are the slow burners because you the tension is built you know you're you're following along with the character and i just think that people sometimes expect movies to always be fast-paced or at least you know pacey whereas actually that isn't necessarily you know that's not how things happen in real life necessarily and i know movies aren't necessarily a direct representation of real life but in some horrific circumstance like horror based circumstances you need that slow you're almost a frog in boiling water in some some of these situations yeah. so Good analogy mm, thank you. i should i should say to to the dear listener that out of the two of us sam is very much the horror movie aficionado um you love a horror movie yeah uh, absolutely and this is something we may get into it another time in in future um podcasts but you love a horror movie even though you're not really scared by the horror movie <laughs> they don't they don't do anything to you on that level whereas i'm what they call in the business a big old wuss and i get super invested in them and i just they terrify me I, so i don't really like them i don't I also I, it doesn't i don't enjoy the adrenaline of it mm-hmm. which is what obviously some people you know get off on and it's just not my thing, but well, occasionally with a film like St. Maud, I'll give it yeah. a go. And, yeah. I think, uh, um, I think this one, I think, yeah, if, if you're, yeah, if, if you're not really into horror in its sort of more traditional sense in terms of ghost stories or psycho killers or whatever, um, this one, yeah, this is sort of a, like you said, a, a psychological horror, um, that is more of a story about that that central character and her, yeah. you know, the evolution of that. So, yeah, I think I think it was very interesting. And um, again, it's sort of a point of view, you know, similar to what we were talking about for um, the father with Anthony Hopkins. It's point of view in a way, isn't it? That it's coming. Yeah. You're seeing the the story from her side. It 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 walks a very clever fine line of of saying of never really saying, oh, this is truly a rigorous experience she's having, or, oh, she's just losing her mind. It's at any point, it really could be anything. There are points where you're watching it and going like, oh, no, she's 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 just having, uh, you know, some sort of mental break. And then other points you're like, oh, no, this, you, know, you know, she is really being spoken to by God. And it really, it does a really good job of, playing its cards close to its chest, I think, in that respect. Yeah, but absolutely. Available now on Amazon Prime for all Prime subscribers. Excellent. Right, well, uh, we'll move on to part three now. Hi, I'm Elspeth Jackman, inviting you to listen to my podcast, One to One with Elspeth. Find a local person with a story, and I'll be there to draw out all those little details you want to know about. If I'm fascinated, so will you be. Each week I'll be talking to an interesting character who has a tale to tell. 
And the beauty of it is you can listen whenever you want to. To find the podcast, go to your podcasting platform of choice and search for the St. Albans Podcast. Alternatively, go to stalbanspodcast.com slash Elspeth. That's one-to-one with Elspeth, part of the St. Albans Podcast in association with the Hearts Advertiser. You never know, you could be my next guest. All right, welcome along to part three. Uh, thank you for joining us. So uh, you know this far into the podcast so far, and uh, yes, where to? Where to next, Chris? Yes. So the part three is in in this whole new revamp of uh, the film uh, guide, as you would have heard last week with Howard Linsky, uh, along with Danny Smith. Um, part three is where us as presenters get to do our own little different thing. So what I'm doing uh, is we're going to. We're going to be talking about films from around the world, films not in the English language. Uh, obviously, we see a lot of, um, you know, British movies and American movies are, I'd say, ninety-five percent of the movies we consume. Um, and but there's a whole, whole, obviously, world of movies out there. All different countries have their own have their own movies, and this has sort of been inspired by the fact that over you know, the uh, many months of the pandemic, we've been trying to watch movies together that have just been a bit different, not your mainstream ones, trying to find ones that are sort of more, you know, unheard of. And in the process, we've um, seen a couple of um, movies from, from other countries. And that's when I realised, so we watched a, a Polish movie um, over lockdown, and I realised that, that was the first Polish movie I'd ever seen. And so I'm trying to expand... Um, our sort of intake of movies. So every week, every uh, month, uh, also that I'm on, uh, we're going to be using this section to talk about a movie not from, well, not in the English language. Um, so generally not from Britain or America or Canada, or Australia, places like that. So the first film we're going to talk about is all the way from Chile. Uh, it was actually an Oscar nominee the, this year uh, in the Best Documentary uh, category, and it is The Mole Agent. And as I said, it's a Chilean film. Uh, director, uh, again, apologies for uh, this pronunciation, um, Mate Alberti, and uh, she's she's done quite a few documentaries before. And it's about a, um, a private investigator, who hires an 83-year-old um, called Sergio um, to go undercover in a care home. Uh, he's got a client who's um, worried about her, how her um, mother is being treated in this care home. So they hire Sergio to go undercover for three months into this care home in Chile. And um, it's it's basically a film about how we, you know, obviously this is in, this is in Chile, but, it, you know, it... it can expand to the wider world, into the UK, um, how we as society look at and treat and respect um, the elderly. Um, because, I mean, in this in the care home he goes into, uh, he is he's one of four men, and I think there are about 40 women. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 40 or 50. It was definitely sort of a 1 to 10 ratio around that, at least. Yes. 
and and then he becomes quite popular with the ladies. He's he's <laughs> recently he's recently widowed. He's mm-hmm. in that part. He's he's and one of the reasons he takes the job. Yeah, maybe only maybe a bit longer, but like only within a few months. Mm. But it part of the reason he takes the job is that he's kind of he's bored at home doing just the same things every day, and he wants something to help him sort of take his mind off um, the loss of his wife. Uh, but yeah, he becomes quite the hit amongst the ladies in the uh, residential home um, because he's you know he's he's new he's exciting he's uh he's mobile he can walk on under his own steam and um he's sort of very charming and i mean it's a it's a very funny film there's actually a lot there's a lot of humor in there Mm -hmm. sergio himself is is incredibly yeah charming person but (laughs) <laughs> the scenes where the private investigator is trying to teach him how to uh, make a video call uh, mm-hmm. or he gives him some like spyware. So he gives him some spy glasses, have a little camera built into them and a little spy pen as a recording device and camera in it. And just then watching him because the care home is, is obviously being filmed as part of the documentary, but the documentary team have, have told the um, the care home they're doing just a general documentary on care homes. Yes. Uh, that's why they're there. And then they ended up following uh, Sergio. Um, but as well as obviously being very funny, it, it taps into the wider, like I said, um, sort of aspects of, of how we treat elderly people once they've essentially society has decided that they're, of no more use. And a lot of people, a lot of the women in, in the care home he talks to have actually been there for, for many years and others that don't get visited at all often. Mm-hmm. And I'll say quite a few of them have various sort of healthcare issues and, and essentially several of them once, you know, they, they obviously raise their own children and their children have then gone off and got married and had families of their own then no one's around to to look after their elderly parents and they end up just sort of getting getting dumped. Is there anything you'd like to say about the film? Yeah, I think um, because often when you pick a movie, you know, we'll take turns picking movies um, to watch of an evening or over a weekend or whatever. Often I'll just be coming into it like cold. I won't even know what the movie is. You'll just be like, okay, we're going to watch this. And so I don't know the genre. I don't know what you're saying. What? Okay, I, I you're looking just, at me funny. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, what you've said is true. Uh, but <laughs> so why are you looking at me funny then? <laughs> no, 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 it's just the way you said. Uh, I just like, yeah, we're gonna watch this. It makes it sound <laughs> makes it sound like you know, I I, I like to push my. No, no, I, no, no. Because I do the same back to you. I said we take turns. Uh, yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure that I and careful consideration goes into. Oh yeah, into I my mean, picks, by the way. Yes, absolutely. Uh, no dud, no dud watches so far through the whole pandemic. So you know, it's pretty impressive. Uh, we uh, recently watched Army of the Dead, though. So oh yeah, okay. I said about that. About well, you anyway, know, continue. One in one in every every one in every uh, what thirteen months, you know. But yeah. um, yeah, so like sort of the opening scenes. Yeah, it come. It, you start out with this sort of advert in the paper. 
required 80 you know 80 year old uh gentleman um said, said like 80 80 to 90 yeah, years old yeah so like quite you know when is it that someone of that age is requested for work you know Mm. essentially never by the sound of it from all the respondents they had you know it kind of opens on this room full of uh, older gentlemen all um holding the newspaper because they've got the ad they you know they've come for this this job interview um and it yeah you, you sort of start out like that and then it kind of has you know because they're introducing the premise of the of the role that this person will play um and and it does because i didn't really know that it was a documentary it kind of played mm. like a film noir yes and so i for yes. quite a while i mean obviously the listener knows now it's a documentary we've said that but like imagine not knowing that it's definitely it's definitely a documentary like i kind of didn't know whether it was real or not yeah yeah so, because the the private investigator who he's working for, mm. you sort of think, oh, is, is he an actor? Maybe. Yeah. And then you read up about it. It's like, no, he is a private investigator. And he, mm. he's done these sort of jobs before where he sends elderly people in as like moles sure. uh, into these homes. Um, but the director said that she basically, she fell in love with Sergio and kind of railroaded <laughs> the private investigator into picking him, even though he couldn't, work a phone very well he did all right he Come did on. all right um but and you can see that the growing frustration in the uh <laughs> the private investigators yeah but that brings, that brings as, the laughs as it, as he's trying to patiently explain how to send a whatsapp or something or mm-hmm. how to um start a video call and um yeah it, it's it's very deliberately filmed like a Mm. like a film noir um which i think like if it had been a straight documentary where it has all those you know elements that are very quite hard hitting and mm. you know make you really sit up and think my goodness what are we what are we actually doing uh, you know not just in this country around the whole world with our with our older generation like it is it's kind of yeah it's uh, it's those parts are quite shocking, but then having that sort of film noir element um, brings that like light relief. Yes, uh, which is obviously yeah, you very much need that, which is needed, but at the same time doesn't take away from that that important message. That I think the whole point, mm. you know, the point of the documentary. So yeah, highly recommend. And uh, yeah, the first first Chilean movie that I'd ever seen. Mm. So if, uh, so, yeah, listener, if you want to strike off Chile on your uh, yeah, watch if you list. never see a Chilean movie, uh, The Mole Agent. It uh, sadly didn't win uh, Best Documentary at the Oscars, uh, which went to um, My Octopus Teacher, which is on Netflix, but I've not seen it. Um, and But I, mm. I can't imagine yeah. it being better than The Mole <laughs> Agent. But. Yeah, that's definitely on our list, that one, The Octopus Teacher one. So, uh, the... the the next part about this this section about uh, films from around the world is we're going to set what the next film is for that we're going to be discussing uh, next time, and uh, I'd like you uh, you listener to to maybe watch along and and 
send send your opinions in. So basically, there's a, there's a shameful um, absence in my uh, film watching history in that I've never seen uh, Hayao Miyazaki's Spirited Away, uh, a Japanese anime film uh, from 2001. Uh, Sam, you have seen it, but it's been a while since you mm, saw it. Yeah, I definitely would say it's been at least 10 years, so it will be as if watching oh. it for the first time. I, I've seen I've seen quite a few other Miyazakis, but Spirited Away, which is arguably his most famous one, I've just I've just never seen. So time to write that wrong, and uh, hopefully you at home uh, can uh, watch uh, with us. Um, not at the same time, watching your own time. Um, but <laughs> if you have. We'd love to hear from you and uh, any opinions you have on Spirited Away uh, or The Mole Agent, if you've seen that um, as well. Uh, so chris at stalbanspodcast.com. That's chris at stalbanspodcast.com. Send your opinions uh, and your reviews of the film um, my way and uh, we'll read some out in the show. We'll try and we'll get a good discussion going. Mm. So hopefully each month we will be uh, going somewhere different around the world um and uh becoming just a, that little bit more cultured a little bit more enlightened indeed um so, so that is available on netflix at the moment spirit away is currently on netflix so if you're a netflix subscriber um that's the easiest place to see it yeah i'm sure it's available fairly cheaply on you know online selling platforms as well i'm sure it is yes Hi, I'm Matt Adams, the heart of the Hearts Advertiser for over 10 years. Join me and host Danny Smith for St Albans Podcast, a weekly look at the news, views and reviews of the city and district of St Albans. As well as our delve into the local stories that matter, we regularly cover topics including health, food and drink, legal matters, the theatre scene and mental health. Alongside our regular features, we talk to people from our wonderful community, sharing some of the amazing work they do. Episodes are released every Wednesday at 7pm and you can find us by going to your podcast platform of choice and searching for the St Albans Podcast. Find out more at stalbanspodcast.com. And the final part of the St Albans Film Guide for this week, uh, we come to Chris's choice of films on free-to-air television. We do indeed. Uh, So nothing worth watching on Friday. Nothing. I mean, there's lots of films, but nothing, of my opinion, is worth your time. But on Saturday, the 12th of June, there are two movies at the same time worth watching. <laughs> so, you know, it, it depends on what sort of mood you're on, because they're, they're two uh, very different films. Almost polar uh, opposites, I feel. <laughs> almost polar opposites. So, uh, on 9pm, uh, on ITV2, uh, you will find Bridesmaids. Um, one of the one of the best comedies probably uh, of the last twenty years. When did it actually come out? That's a good question. That's a great question. I think it was about two thousand and ten or eleven. Two thousand eleven. Congratulations. There you go. I saw it at the cinema. Um, so, Bridesmaids uh, stars uh, Kristen Wiig, uh, Maya Rudolph. Uh, Rose Byrne, Melissa McCarthy, uh, as uh, well, Maya Rudolph is getting married and uh, she is getting her bridesmaids together for basically um, big old party times uh, for the wedding. Uh, and 
basically her best friend, Kristen Wiig, uh, is maid of honor along with, um, Rose Byrne, who is sort of quite, uh, she's well off and, um, very different to, uh, Kristen Wiig. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's a lot of tension and rivalry there and it was incredibly successful when it came out. Um, it, it was one of those when it came out, it was obviously, you know, the, the whole idea of, Oh, is it a funny film with funny women in it? How strange. Um, as if women haven't been funny forever. Um, but also it had like, um, women, you know, doing to include jokes, are very much unlike women. <laughs> Terrible. Um, yes. Women it, never uh, go to the toilet. <laughs> no, no, never. Um, but uh, yeah, it's very pop- uh, very funny, very popular film and well worth a watch. However, if you're not, if you're not uh, fancying anything that funny, although it does have its moments, um, then on Five Star, also at 9pm, you have 28 Days Later. So Danny Boyle's uh, zombie, not zombie film, um, where uh, the rage virus has gone all through the United Kingdom and uh, turned anyone affected into uh, by it into rage-filled uh, murder psychos. And Killian Murphy wakes up in a hospital uh, 28 days after the uh, initial infection um, and to find London deserted uh, and... He doesn't really know what's going on. And it's, it's, you know, it was a very, very low budget, very shot, very sort of guerrilla style in many ways. Cause the whole scenes where he's walking through the deserted streets of London, they also had to basically wake up super early and block mm. off the streets. Um, a couple of mornings and just shoot yeah, it all then. It's like central, central London. Yes. Um, yeah, he crosses, yeah, which- um, just cross like London Bridge or some somewhere like that. One of the yeah, one of the major bridges, and yeah, but you can tell from like the shadow length that, that it is ridiculously early in the morning for sure. Yeah, on like the, a you know of a summer's morning, so we're talking like three a.m. type situation. But that's when the streets were quietest, and they could block it off without causing too much trouble. Um, but yes, uh, very good, and also um, spawned, and also a very good sequel. Uh, 28 weeks later mm-hmm. and there's been talk for for ages about there being a third one in the works because 28 weeks later um leaves it sort of with the potential for more months but then years 28 decades. months later 28 decades later 280 years later <laughs> they probably sure. go for months i'm gonna go for uh, okay well but, yeah but then uh so that's uh, Bridesmaids and 28 Days Later on Saturday. Uh, on Sunday, uh, the 13th of June, uh, you have also at 9pm on Channel 5, The Full Monty, uh, which was an incredibly successful British film, um, uh, nominated for lots of Oscars when it came out in 1997. Um, uh, Robert Carlyle uh, stars as, well, along with uh, like Mark Addy, um, there are a bunch of uh, ex-steel workers in Sheffield um, who basically become uh, male strippers uh, to to make some money. And um, it was a, a sort of cultural phenomenon when it came out at the time. I'm, try- I'm trying to think if I've actually seen it. 
I don't know that I have. I feel like it's one of those ones that was in, you know, it's in popular sort yeah. of, what's the word? Like it's within the sort of knowledge of, that's not right. But you know what I'm saying? I, but, I, know, I know what you're saying. Um, but have I actually seen it? I'm not sure. I mean, the the one thing I can I I think I always think of is the fact that in Neighbours they did sort of a <laughs> a uh, reconstruction of the full Monty at some point, but that was like twenty years ago in itself. Sam, probably. Sam can always bring it back to Neighbours. Uh, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, well, Sam, if you want to watch it, nine pm on Channel Five on Sunday. Uh, skipping Monday because again, you know, nothing nothing worth your time. Um, but on Tuesday, uh, we've got the, uh, an absolute classic. Um, I say that having never seen it. Um, but it is an absolute classic uh, 12 angry men on film four at, uh, five past five on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, Henry Fonda, um, leads a, um, uh, you know, a, a selection of jurors, uh, 12, the 12 angry men of the title, uh, as they, uh, deliberate, um, through a trial. And, uh, it's, it's one of those ones that I, I must watch it. Maybe this is the time, Sam, maybe this is the time to watch it. Yeah. I feel like 12 you angry men. Yep. No, definitely not seen it. But again, it's one of those ones that you hear about okay. a lot. But well, have you seen Wednesday's film? And the answer is yes, you have, because I yes, made I you have. watch it one time. Yeah. Uh, you probably watched it before then, but I definitely made you watch mm. it one time. I don't know if I'd had, but I've definitely seen it that one time had when you we not? watched it for sure. I well, don't think so. On Wednesday, the 16th of June, you've got the John Woo classic, Nicolas Cage, John Travolta, facing off in Face Off. It's got see Sam. It's got it's got um, the the title's got multiple meanings because they're facing uh, off. They're facing off uh-huh. against one another like ad- adversaries, uh, but also they take their faces off. What? Yeah, yeah it's I mean, quite I clever in that it, respect. My goodness. So basically, they've developed face swapping technology. So okay, okay. Can I remember the characters' names? Sean Archer, played by John Travolta, is a stick-in-the-mud FBI agent, and he's just determined to take down Caster Troy, played by Nicolas Cage, who is a... Um, <laughs> I was going to say oh, I was going to say a rude word, and we can't say that. We can say that, but it makes our job harder. Um, could we bleep it, Sam? Can we bleep these things? I mean, you could bleep it, I guess. Does that make our job harder? Yeah, you have to put the no. bleep in. But put the bleep in. You could say bleep if you want instead of the word. He's a he's a criminal. He's a bleeping criminal. He is right, and um, he eventually he eventually gets to. Uh, so John Travolta, Sean Archer takes down Caster Troy, uh, Nicholas Cage, and um, his brother's called uh, Pollux. Pollux Troy, Caster and Pollux. Yes, um, they're the. Uh, Twins, yeah, um, yeah, from ancient Greek mythology, I believe, and they're a pair of stars, yeah, and they are also part of the constellation of Gemini. That's correct, the two brightest stars go. in in the constellation of Gemini. So, they discover that they've done something nefarious, uh, and uh, something bad will happen in a certain amount of time. Uh, is this where 
How can I remember their names but not the basic plot? Anyway, so <laughs> I mean, I ask that my question, that same question of myself every day. Of how does Chris know the names of the characters in Face Off but not the plot? Yeah, yeah. I know, you really struggle with that, don't it's, you? It's a it's a tough one. So, um, Caster's brother Pollux, uh, played by Alessandro Nivola, is in uh, prison, and so they're like, "Hey, John Travolta, we could." take your face off and put Nicolas Cage's face on and let you go undercover so you can get the get the goss out of uh, Castro's brother. And then when he does that, whoa, Nicolas Cage wakes up with no face and but there's a spare face lying around. And who's is it? John Travolta. So he puts John Travolta's face on. And then suddenly Nicolas Cage and John Travolta swapped roles and much hilarity ensues. It's a comedy. Um, anyway. <laughs> is it actually a comedy? <laughs> It has its moments. Okay. Um, I was going to no, say, if, like, <laughs> if you if you're a fan of over the top uh, action and acting, and Nicolas Cage and John Travolta are clearly having a whale of the time playing one another, and it's both great and terrible, but more great than terrible. Uh, ITV four ten o'clock on uh, Wednesday sixteenth of June. I've I've explained it perfectly. I don't know why anyone would not want to watch it now. Oh yeah, they're hooked in. Yeah, definitely. Thursday seventeenth of June. Got another action spectacular. Uh, ten p.m. on Channel Five. John Wick Chapter Two. Uh, it's basically two hours of John Wick beating people up and then shooting them. Yeah, this is the first of the John Wick movies that I saw. Um, yes, you started I, with two. And then, I feel like I don't think I can watch one, but um, yes, I've also seen Yes, the exciting incident in the first one is something you don't want to watch. No. But you know yeah. what happens. I know what happens, but, you know, I I would rather just know it and not have to watch it. Yeah. Because in a similar situation... If that happened to you, you'd do exactly what John Wick I would become. I would become John Wick, Keanu Reeves, John Wick. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, chapter two, you know, it was... Uh, I, I think it worked quite well as a standalone, having not seen the first one, so... Because it, it, it starts... It picks up pretty much where the first one leaves off, and then the third one, John Wick chapter three, again picks off picks up where chapter two it's like they're books <laughs> what with chapters in yeah a book a book not books yes um we can cut that out, it's fine anyway um so yeah keanu reeves at his at his kick kicking butt best yeah at his most peak keanu reeves at his most peak keanu yeah um so I think that that's all of your choices there, Chris, now. It is. And uh, so remember, Spirited Away is our pick for the segment we are currently calling Where To Next, but that might change because we're still workshopping ideas. If you have any better suggestions, Chris, at Um we would love to hear from you. Any comments, um, any complaints, send to Sam at stalwinspodcast.com uh but yeah we'd love to hear what you thought about spirited away or as i said the mole agent or any of the films we have discussed uh in the today's podcast 
Excellent. So thank you all very well. Thank you for tuning in. Um, catch you again. Well, obviously. Sam. Sam, this is a podcast. People don't tune in. Okay. Okay. Thank you for downloading diligently from your podcasting platform of choice. It's just so much more wordy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So Film Guide will be back again uh, every Friday uh, going forward. Next week, we'll, uh, you'll be hearing from um, Alex Mackay. Uh, who will be supported by Danny Smith there. Um, you, you're familiar with his work uh, on the St. Albans podcast. Um, and then on the fourth Friday of the month, Chris and I will be back, but it will be myself leading the show and yep. it'll be my picks of movies and such. So, um, yeah, we look forward to seeing you. I mean, speaking to you <laughs> um, <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Uh, but, yeah do um hit that subscribe button on the podcast feed if you haven't already and um speak to you again soon see you then